Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. I am so excited today about our wonderful, wonderful guest that we have live here today, our wonderful God-given gift that is here to share with us a modern-day Esther as we are in the time of Esther for such a time as this. This wonderful guest of ours today, the Holy Spirit led us to come together. This is so awesome. She is an empowerment specialist a best-selling author, and that is the one and only Dr. Cindy Trim. Welcome today, Dr. Thank Trim. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yes. And thank God for modern technology. We're able to touch people that we have never been able to touch before. Yes, this is so exciting. Yeah. And we want to welcome everyone to My Day of Destiny. And for those of you that are just listening for the first time, you can go to our website, mydayofdestiny.com download any of the other podcasts that we have. And also you can order my latest book, which is Secrets of the Anointing. And today, Dr. Trim, it is such an honor to have you because we have been studying in our ministry all about the, the wonderful um, book of Esther. Tell us, because you have come from a background so similar to Esther. This is what's so exciting. You have come from a background where you were actually came from abject poverty. Abject poverty. You were, you went through a heartbreaking experience with your father. Mm -hmm. There are some women here today and gentlemen that are listening today that have gone through a heartbreaking experience mm -hmm. with a parent. And when you are fatherless, technically, scripturally, that is an orphan. Yeah. That's why the Bible always refers to the orphan as the fatherless. Mm -hmm. So there are multitudes today who don't know their father, who have gone through excruciating experiences. But this is how Esther had her rise to that wonderful place that God had ordained for her life. Yeah. Um, I love the story because in the story, there's so many principles that you could pull out. One of the greatest principles is the principle of pain. She suffered loss. And with that kind of loss, it brings a pain. And um, that sometimes is um, not able to be articulated. And I've discovered just by living long enough and extrapolating the principles from life, pain is a way of pointing you to your potential. And it's, it's, it's I, I think a lot of people look at pain as something that they want to get rid of. But it's an indicator, even in, in, in the medical profession, they talk to you about pain. What pain does is point you to something that needs to be addressed or adjusted. And um, a lot of times in our lives, what we're doing is we're using pain medication that gets rid of the symptom, but not the root. And I love the word of God because the word of God really goes to the root of who you are. And the word of God has the ability to go beneath the surface is like an iceberg that when you're looking at an individual, 
It's what's on the surface, which is just 20% of who we are. And then there's things that are working, me mechanisms that are working, um, that are 80% contributors to our behavior and how we view ourselves. And so with the Book of Esther, especially during the season of Purim, it finds a lot of relevance because it's, it, it's mirroring um, what we're looking at today in our modern day experience, especially this month. Mm -hmm. which is the month where we celebrate women. It's yes. the International Women's Month. Awesome. And during, during this whole month, usually we're highlighting historic women, contemporary women, women um, modern day women who are influencers of change. And today we get an opportunity to, to look at uh, a biblical figure whose life, I mean, you know, her only claim to, to fame, I often say, was that she won Miss Congeniality, a congeniality contest. But it was more than that. God took every aspect of her life, positioned her in, um, in such a way that her life could have the greatest impact on the largest number of people. And I think when we look at Esther's life, sometimes we have the tendency of looking at our own life to be able to say, well, how can God use me? And um, I, um, I don't have the education, the degree, the pedigree. And I think of my mother as, a, uh, as an Esther as well, because she was able to single-handedly raise seven children wow. in, abject by her, in, in abject poverty. And I was number six. And if she had given up her assignment of being a single mother, raising, you know, these seven kids, if she had given up on herself and counted herself out, I would not be here today. And what I want to say to people is that don't count yourself out because God has already counted you in. Praise God. Well, you know, through these seminars that we've been having on Esther and all of our destiny seminars, we teach that there is no free pass to mm -hmm. destiny. You mm -hmm. don't get a free pass. Yeah. That means if God has put a call of God on your life, if you've been called by God, if you have been elected, if you have been selected, then there is a proving process to destiny. And Esther went through the proving process. As she was a captive, she was an orphan. She went through disappointment as an orphan. She went through excruciating pain, but God used the pain to train for greatness. Dr. Trim, God used your pain to yeah. train for greatness. Tell us about the darkest day of your life. Uh, I had many dark days, but there's the one that um, I recall, and I, I, I just recently started telling this story um, because I understand uh, drive-bys. Wow. And I call this my drive-by story. Yes. Um, my father actually... I had only probably interacted with him twice. Wow. So this would be the third time in my entire life. And um, this third time I was 17 years old. I ended up um, wanting to go to university because there was no money in the house. And I reached out to him and he said, yes, come to my job, meet me at three o'clock and I'll make sure you have something to go to school. I took the last bit of money I had to catch the bus to go to the job and I went through the back door. Um, and there's so many people that have backdoor mentalities. 
that God wants to deliver us from. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a quote that says, if you teach a man that um, that he is unworthy, then he would go through his life living unworthy. And if you can convince a man that he can go, to his only entrance to a place is through a back, back door. If there is no back door by his very nature, he will demand one. And uh, there's no back door to um, heaven's um, courtroom, none. There's only front doors. And so I did go through the back door, sat in the, in, in the lobby, and I saw someone that I thought was his colleague. And I said, would you tell my father that I'm here? He said, yes. 2.30, 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock. My father never showed up. And I had that below the belt punch of betrayal. And I felt it in, in my belly. That was a dark day. Um, and so 5 o'clock, his colleague comes back and says, oh, your father is not here. And so I walked to the bus stop with no money. My, I was five miles away from my home. Didn't know how I was going to get home. I sat down and the tears were running down my eyes. Wow. At that point, with, with, with a blared vision, blurred vision, I looked up and I saw my father in his car drive by. Not all drive-bys are with guns, but all drive-bys kill. He did not see me that day. And this is the providence of God. But that day, I saw myself. I wasn't waiting for a Superman. I was waiting on myself. So a poor little girl sat down. Wow. But when I stood up, I was an empowered woman. And I left that little girl on the bench. And I walked all the way home. There was a road that took me home. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, God carved a path to my greatest self. And that's when I discovered who I was that day. That is so amazing. And to use the example of a drive-by, because that's what it was. It was a drive-by, but the little girl that was rejected, the little girl that was disappointed, the little girl that felt as if she could never accomplish anything, boom, she's gone. She died. She died. But... It, you know, the scripture for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yes. Something in you died so that something in you can live. And what came to life was the hidden potential of greatness. Wow. That came to life. And wow. it was from that day, I remember from 17, after that day, the Holy Spirit took me to a place in myself that I could not go by myself. And that's why I love the story of Esther. That's like Haman um, coming against Esther. But she had Mordecai. And Mordecai, to me, was like the Holy Spirit that was able to connect her yes. to a place in herself that she could not go by herself. Yes. And it was that day my life changed, a dark moment that turned into destiny. All things do work together for good. Yes. And that day, 17, I connected with my purpose. Pain points you to purpose. Pain points you to potential. And it was after that day, that's 
After that, I made the Guinness Book of Records. After that, I got a gold medal from the Queen of England. After that, wow. you know, I can keep going on keep and on. Keep going on. You know, I became a senator. Showing God's I, goodness. I, I, from that day, you know, I started advising government. I became a consultant to government. That day, that day changed my life. Wow. You know, could things be the way they are because you are the way you are? What one thing can you change that can change everything? You could change the way you see yourself. That is so amazing. Yeah. That day, my father did not see me, but I saw myself. You know, it's like the book of Esther. The Bible only calls her Hadassah one time. And there are those issues of rejection, those issues of personal pain mm -hmm. that you went through uh, are the Hadassah issues. Mm -hmm. But you became like yeah. an Esther. Yeah. You came into your full potential of purpose mm -hmm. and you came to that place that God had ordained you. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. And there are many people today that are listening that are being, that are in the same predicament, but God can use a predicament and bring it into purpose. But also Dr. Trim, uh, when you talk about dying to self, we've also been speaking here today about the moment and seizing the moment because the moment has everything to do with destiny Yeah, and, and, and going forth in the timing of God. When it was the time for Esther to go before the king for her people, when she was first approached by Mordecai, she gave a pilot, a, excuse me, a private and a personal decline. It wasn't a negative, like I can't do this, mm -hmm. but it was a polite decline. Mm -hmm. It was saying, this is not the timing, but I'll do it later mm. kind of thing. In verse 11 of Esther chapter four, verse 11, she's saying, everybody knows that uh, the king, if you're not invited into his presence, uh, that you cannot come. And I have not been invited for these 30 days. And also uh, it was not the right time. She wasn't saying no, but she was actually saying later. But yeah. you know what? She she was instructed by the man of God who you said is the type of Holy Spirit mm -hmm. who wanted her to move then. It's so important to move into the moment now when mm -hmm. God is calling you. And he gave her as what we call in Hebrew, tahaha. Mm -hmm. He corrected her. Mm -hmm. And Esther was so humble that even after being queen, even after this position, the highest position in the earth any woman could ask for, Queen of Persia, mm -hmm. she actually allowed, as King David said, let the righteous smite me. It'll be an excellent oil to my head that shall not break me. Let mm -hmm. the righteous smite me. His correction brought her into perfection of destiny mm -hmm. because of her humility. Mm -hmm. Tell us about timing. How does timing I mean, affect destiny? Well, I mean, we can go, uh, I mean, there's so much to unpack um, when it comes to timing. I think people wait because moving um, and fulfilling a, a purpose or starting a business or going into ministry is risky biscuit business. Wow. But the Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith not only takes you into the realm of God and the realm of impossibilities, it takes you into the realm of risk. And let me, let me, let me unpack wow, awesome, that because that's awesome, so important. Awesome. 
that's so important to understand. Risk has a definition. It means that um, it has um, uncontrollable outcomes. So that's well, what a risk is. Yes, that's awesome. You can control well your action, exactly. but you cannot control the outcome. So I say to people, what if the outcome is a blessing and the blessing is uncontrollable? What you act in obedience to a directive that God gives you? The answer is always yes. And so if we then move by faith on an um, instruction that God gives us, I can guarantee you, the outcome is always a blessing, always, hands down. So you might as well take the risk and move by faith. That is exciting. That is so wonderful, Dr. Trim. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly it. You know, what Esther did with her platform is just amazing. Mm -hmm. There are so many people that just think that the story of Esther is actually a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. And that, wow, I just can't wait to get to this platform. How exciting. I'm finally queen, you know, or I'm going to just be queen. And this is the desire of my heart. And how exciting. But, you know, the platform that God gave her as queen of Persia was only a stepping stone to the real purpose. Yeah. And that real purpose was to save her people from genocide. Yeah. And the story of Esther also brings us into the human rights issue. Mm -hmm. It brings us into the confrontation because it is Purim and it is a feast of the Jews. It is, and it's for all believers, praise God, because of Yeshua HaMashiach. But it is a time to sit back and look at the human rights issue. Yeah. And, and it's so very important to look at Haman's quote unquote final solution when he used euphemistic phrases to go to the king under the guise of, of business and under the identity of business when it really wasn't business at all. Let me just read, if yeah. I may, Dr. Trim, mm -hmm. concerning f the final solution. For those who are not familiar with the final solution, the final solution was actually a document mm -hmm. put together on the Vansi River Bon Sea Lake in the Bon Sea Villa in 1942, January 20th, 1942, by the Nazis. It was a final solution on a plan that was a device to actually exterminate the original plan, 11 million Jews, to just wipe them out and for no defense on the people of God's part. But this is the final solution of Haman. That is so important for us to recognize. The Bible says in verse 8 of Esther 3, And Haman said to King Ahasuerus, uh, There is a dispersed a certain people, scattered abroad, dispersed among all the people in all the provinces of your, of your kingdom. And their laws are diverse from others, neither do they keep the king's laws. Now watch this. So it is not in the king's profit to suffer them. It's economically means, driven. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about this. We are going to exterminate people for profit? Is that what this is about? It's, it's, it's an economic issue. Slavery is always an economic issue. And when you see hatred and when you see the biases and the prejudices, it's, it's based on a lot of insecurity. You really have to hate yourself to hate someone else. 
And, um, you know, you, 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 this story is so heartfelt on so many different levels because this, these are the issues that we're dealing with today. Yes, they are. The, the, type, the types of hate crimes, the types of prejudices, people yes. being shut down. And you know the Declaration of Independence that says we hold, hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with inalienable rights. And that mean, And it speaks about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But inalienable simply means that in order for you to take that right from me, you have to take my life. Yes. And all human beings have the same right, the right to life, the light, right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Exactly. So this is why this is so insidious, because you can't take, cannot take from a man what God has given them. Exactly. So then they move to take a life. To take a life. And it's... Oh my. it's it's a heinous yes. crime, and I believe that, you know, there's, there's this quote, the only thing um, for evil to thrive is for good man to do nothing. And here you, are, you have in the Bible a woman that's challenged, challenged by, you know, these um, human rights atrocities. Yes. And she's absolutely challenged. And she takes on this challenge and she takes the risk. In other words, I'm going to do this. I feel compelled to do this. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm going to risk my life. And a lot of things that, a lot of um, issues that we are faced with, with today is a life and death issue. And someone has to step forward. You have to have the boldness and the courage and the faith and the wisdom to be able to put yourself forward and 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 saying and to be able to say, look, um, if there's going to be ch a, a change, I'm going to be the change that I want to see. And it takes a lot of courage to step forward. But I yes. I believe that we're in a time where the esters are going to rise, and during this month in particular, mm -hmm. where we're celebrating the International um, Women's Month. I believe that women are on the rise yes. and, and you're going to see modern day asters in all um, industries and in all spheres of influences and they're yes. going to rise up. Yes. And it's not just the big things mm -hmm. that, that we see that gets earplay on television and news and social media, but there are women in, 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 in small ways making a big difference, raising children um, and giving them moral and ethical education so that they, when they find a way through life as adults, they are actually uh, bringing the moral and the ethical fabric back to industries. And when you see Christian institutions that are rising up and risking their lives by going behind enemy lines, to, to give food and to give support. Yes, um, yes. And, and a, a, it's the little things yes. that make a big difference. Yes. When you see single parents, my mother was a single parent, and wow. she raised us with, with Christian values, and awesome. it impacted my life. Yes. So that now I can serve humanity. 
So it's not just the big things that we see, the legislations and um, the Supreme Courts, um, um, you know, influencing the laws of the land. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just those big things. Yes. It's the things that we can do behind the scenes. It's us um, reaching out and, and feeding the poor and feeding the hungry and um, establishing nonprofit organizations that address things like human trafficking, which yes. is huge. And we're seeing a lot of nonprofits popping up all over the United States of America, all over the world that, that are saying we no longer are satisfied with just talking about the problem. We want to bring a solution and it may not be, um, financial. It may be, um, just your volunteerism or social responsibility of a company. Yes. So you can, you have ministries, you have Christian organizations now that are weighing in and that are saying, okay, I'm going to give a, a, a 10th of all of our, our earnings. And I'm going to give that 10th to greater causes. So I think that, you know, it's the ripples of compassion and hassid. It's those ripples that creates these tsunamis of change in our community. Yes. And, you know, getting back to the final solution and the reason why we're focusing on it is not only because it's Purim coming up next week or a couple of just within the 16th is Purim. But I want us to see that there are issues in uh, Haman's presentation to King Ahasuerus that are euphemistic, that are actually a cover-up for the destruction of human life. Mm -hmm. And we, during this time, need to embrace every human being, the dignity of the human life, the dignity of those perhaps who are mentally challenged, the dignity of the hurting, the broken. I want to just read here. He says, he said, if it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed and I will pay 10,000 talents of silver into the hands of those who have charge of this business to bring it into the king's treasuries. So we're calling genocide the king's business, the manufacturing of death. And I believe that God is calling us as a people to moral and social responsibility to to be able to say, yes, I am my brother's keeper, such as what's happening in the Ukraine right now. Yeah. Um, all the issues that are happening concerning the dignity of the human person, um, coming all forms of genocide, that this season would be a season that we are going to actually celebrate life from every area of life and the right to life and to those that are mentally challenged, physically challenged, they have a contribution yep. to give to society as well. Yeah, there, 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 there's, there's that inalienable right again. Yes. It's given to every human being by God. Yes. And to destroy a life is to slap God in the face. Yes. To, to say that this life is not worth living. And I, I, I tell you this, uh, this story... I mean, it's a true story. I was being driven in Washington, D.C. And um, it was this gentleman, and he began to tell his story. He said, you know, when I was young, I used to bully the intellectual um, handicapped, those that didn't have the capacity like we did. 
And I used to bully those, that those that had learning disabilities, those that were intellectually challenged and mentally challenged and physically challenged. He said I was one of the bullies. And what happened? He said, one day I had a heart attack. Wow. And I and they rushed me into the hospital. And it just so happens at that same time there was this little girl whose parents that said that if this little girl ever passed, and if you can salvage any of her organs, I wanted to donate it to someone that needed an organ. He received a heart. He said it was like a miracle. They just so happened to have this heart of this young girl. So uh, after he recovered, he wanted to meet the parents of the little girl. And the parents walked in and put his, their, her hand on his heart. And he said, tell me about your little girl. She said, my little girl was mentally challenged. Oh and he said goodness. it was that day my that goodness. his life changed. And she didn't have the ability to know not to stop her mouth um, with bread and to chew and that let that bread go down and then take another bite. So her mother had just temporarily um, went from the kitchen to the bedroom, got caught up, forgot about the daughter, came back, and the daughter had stuffed so much bread in her mouth, she asphyxiated, and she passed away. And the mother, he said he cried that day because it was that day that he began to understand the value of one life. Yes. And this is for this is for parents who may have children who may not be like other kids. Yes. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody. Every single human being has a purpose. Yes. And so I believe that we should value human life. And it doesn't matter whether it's a homeless person that's on the street. Yes. Or whether someone is mentally challenged or whether someone exists like a vegetable, mm-hmm. all lives really do have value. And the, 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 the gentleman still cried. Wow. Because he didn't have value for someone that he thought was inferior to him. That's unbelievable. And this is where the problem is, Dr. Michelle. Yes. When we see ourselves as superior, and someone else as inferior. Oh my, you know, that's Dr. the Tim, problem. Right now, this what you're saying is so prophetic and it's mm-hmm. so relevant because actually, especially for our ministry right now, because we're getting ready to have an Esther conference in two weeks and it's going to be, perf- uh, the purpose of it is to challenge those to reach their platform. But if God releases the platform for you, He extends the scepter of influence to you. What are you going to do with that scepter of influence? Are you going to use it for yourself? Or are you going to use that platform for a stepping stone to others? And you've just explained right now how doing good, Mm -hmm. how doing good, how no one, um, God wants to use a platform that he's going to give to someone. He's going to use influence to make someone else feel better. When someone has reached a height of success, such as yourself, I can testify how the platform God gave you, Mm -hmm. this incredible platform, 
God is continue, you are continually achieving and God is continually blessing you with favor. It's endless. And what are you doing with it? You're not building Cindy Trim. Mm -hmm. You used it. I, you know, we look back in some of our videos from Burundi. We look back in our videos from Africa, from feeding the poor, from taking care of, of people in Haiti and various different places. And it was your influence. You mm -hmm. used your platform to benefit others. Mm -hmm. And we want to challenge uh, with a 500 word essay, those who are going to be part of the conference. It's not a requirement to come to the conference, but we want to challenge with a 500 word essay. Those who say, if the king extended the golden scepter to me, and it was a scepter of influence, how would I use it to benefit others? Mm -hmm. And the perfect example of that is your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. How you have benefited the poorest of the poor, mm -hmm. and you always make every person feel special. Mm -hmm. If I may just say this, meeting Mother Teresa, knowing her for, you know, I got to meet her on 10 occasions. And every single time you met Mother Teresa, it was as if Mother Teresa made you feel like you were the most important person in the world. Mm -hmm. Every person she met, that's how you are. Mm -hmm. Every person you meet, you pour so much love and dignity into them that you make them feel as if they're the only person in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the love of God. I think, you know, we do have a responsibility to be the heart of God, the hands of God, the feet of God. And sometimes people just need a break. Life is hard, Dr. Michelle, for so many people. And there are so many people that don't have an option. And one of the things I practice every single day is to be able to do a kind act for people that can never return the favor. Wow. And I do it every single day of my wow, life. Wow, that's From awesome. buying groceries to going into the grocery store to buying clothes. Unbelievable. However I can reach out, too much is given, much is required. He gives seed to the sower. That's and I amazing. think what you withhold impoverish you. What you give prospers you. And we, we, we all can give. We can give our love, our attention. We can give a kind word to a stranger. You never know that might be the word that keeps them from committing suicide. People are lonely today. People are hurting today. And it just takes a word. That's it. Yes. So letting our light shine simply means that the glory of God shines through us. The love of God shines through us. And once that shines through us, if we, if each person today can say, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a kind act. And it may not be something tangible. It may be a prayer. It may be a word of encouragement. It may be a clerk. It may be someone ringing up your groceries. It yes. may be someone behind you, in front of you. Yes. It's, it's always important for us to think less about ourselves and more about others. And somehow God conspires with earth to give you a harvest based on the seed that you're giving. That's and amazing. We, we, we all can make a difference in this world. Every one of us can make a difference. And each one of, uh, each one of us need to be the change we want to see. 
This is so amazing, Dr. Tran. This has been such a wonderful time together. We are just praising God for this time that we have had. And today, before we end this time, I want us to pray. And I also want to take this opportunity to invite everyone this weekend because Dr. Cindy Trim tomorrow, and tomorrow is March 5th uh, at our center in your Belinda. She's going to be with us at 3.30 in the afternoon. We want you to come and just be part of this incredible conference. She's going to lay hands. She's going to minister. And then Sunday night at 5.30, the doors open. Conference begins at 6.30, but the doors open at 5.30. We want to invite everyone to this conference with Dr. Cindy Trim. And it's really a preface for the Esther Conference because at the Esther Conference, we're going to be crowning you with crowns. We're going to be sending you forth into your destiny. Mm -hmm. And we have judges that are going to judge for those who want to voluntarily submit what would they do if the king extended the scepter of influence to them? How would they use their influence? Mm -hmm. How would they use their platform? Would they use it for themselves? Or would they follow the example of a modern day Esther using finance, using their position, using all the influence, God-given influence that God has given to lift up somebody else to encourage them and to launch them into their prophetic yeah, purpose. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, and I think yes. that's I, I, you know, I want to reiterate to each one of you: we are here, we're here to undergird you, to give you the principles that you need, so that once you walk away from the service, you walk away with some solid principles that you can apply in your life and see the success that God wants to give you, and not only you but your children and your children's children. So as you walk out the plans and the purposes of God, I believe that God will raise you up to be a blessing, not only to your immediate family, but your community, your, your state, the United States of America, whatever country you're in, and then the entire world. You know, the question is always, how many snowflakes does it take to create an avalanche? And the answer is the last one. And who knows whether or not you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You are the one. It's the power of one. One really does make a difference. That is amazing. We want to close this program with a prayer for you. And we just believe, Dr. Trim, I want you to pray that the anointing will be on responsible persons who have heard this word today, who do not just want to abuse a platform for self-promotion. Those who have an improper perception of power who say, you know, this platform is all about me, but want to use it to benefit others to ascend to that place, to make a difference, to also understand we do have a moral responsibility mm -hmm. in this earth to our neighbor. Would mm -hmm. you just say the prayer? Yes. Father, um, we, we have this opportunity to touch heaven with our prayers so that heaven can touch us with God's power. And I pray as I'm praying that those that are listening and hearing, that they would see themselves differently, that they would have an Esther experience, that they would connect with their purpose, that they would connect with their assignment, specifically in this new normal and during this season. I pray your blessings upon them, that the anointing that comes upon them right now 
will overflow and that their loved ones, their spouses, their children, their parents, their family, their community, their, their neighborhood will, will sense a shifting in terms of the type of peace that they're experiencing and the opportunities that are given to them. And Father, I pray that, th that, that each person will have miracles on demand and that you would anoint them and give them the ability as well as the um, capacity to move from where they are right now to a, a more superior place of power and that they would be able to do the greater good. You have not given them the spirit of fear, but a power of love and soundness of mind. You have given them power over all the power of the enemy. And I decree and declare now unto him who is able to do the exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. It's according to the power that works in us that that power will find full expression so that lives will be changed, so that souls will be saved, and so that your kingdom will be advanced during this season and during this point in history for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Dr. Trim, for joining us today on this wonderful experience of sharing God's love with everyone. And today we want to take this opportunity for those of you that would like to partner with us with our Hesed programs all over the world, daily feeding programs in the Philippines, in the mountains of the Philippines, with the indigenous villagers, grocery programs. For those who are squatters in the Philippines and for the abandoned elderly, also for our latest tested projects in India, Operation Hunger going forth to villages that are actually being used for the glory of God to make disciples of all men. Our work in Pakistan and our latest work in Egypt our Nazir Children's Orphan Home. Beloved saints, you can be part by joining with us, becoming a Hesed partner. And you can do that today by going to breathofthespirit.org and just push the donate button. PayPal will come on. Or for those of you that prefer text to give, you can just sow your seed online on 77977. 77977 Chahesed, C-H-E-S-E-D. Thank you so much for joining us today. Dr. Trim, we love you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. We just appreciate. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.